Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ringing the Blues, the official Wickham Wanderers podcast. On this week's show, we've got all the action and reaction from the game at Shrewsbury Town. Plus, we take you behind the scenes on last week's managerial change. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the results with Uri. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. It's me, Uri, and here are the results for League One. Oxford United nil, Bristol Rovers 3, Barnsley 4, Derby County 1, Bolton Wanderers 2, Port Vale 1, Burton Albion nil, Accrington Stanley nil, Charlton Athletic nil, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Exeter City 2, Cambridge United nil, Fleetwood Town 1, Morecambe nil, Forest Green Rovers 1, Lincoln City 1, MK Dons nil, Ipswich Town 1, Peterborough United 5, Plymouth Argyle 2, Portsmouth 4, Cheltenham Town nil, Shrewsbury Town 2, Wickham Wanderers nil. So we all know Gareth Ainsworth is gone to train Queen's Pork Rangers. Yes, pork. Well, good luck Gareth and thank you for everything. And now our coach is Matt Blomfield. Well, he was also a coach at Wickham Wanderers when he stopped playing. He left the club five months ago to manage a club at the bottom of League Two. Did a good job for them and is now back with us. Welcome home, Blooms. So Cherboy Spanish this week, the dawning of a new era. So the dawning of an era, Cherboy Spanish, to dawn. Amanecer, Don Amanecer, New, Nuevo, and Era, we share the same Latin etymology. Era comes from the late Latin era, denoting a number used as a basis of reckoning, an epoch from which time is reckoned. So, Era is the same word in Spanish and English. Dawning of a new era, El Amanecer de una Nueva Era. El amanecer de una nueva era, the dawning of a new era. Back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpole, and until next week, good luck, Matt Bloomfield. Adios. Many thanks, Uri. Very educational this week. Right then, the new era began against Shrewsbury Town at the New Meadow. 600 of you made the trip to get behind Blooms on his first game, and here's what happened. Handlett turns on the edge of the area, he's on his own, goes on the outside of Pennington, passes across and then goes from the very top corner and I think clips just the outside of the post. I think he was isolated there, Handlett, and I think he probably made the right decision. The beater cuts into the back post looking for Vokes. Well defended by Shrewsbury, but the clearance is poor. And McCleary, oh. left-footed shot, straight at the keeper. It may have bobbled off the turf as well. Free kick and they go short to a beater, left-hand side, a beater. 
clips it wide, looking for Wheeler. He's got a free header into the box, headed clear by Dunkley, back in by Wheeler. Drops the box on the turn. It's sat up on the volley. He snatched at it and he's dragged it well wide. Sadie breaks away from Jacobson on the right-hand side. Crosses a low one. Oh, it's been turned in by Willis. It's an own goal, and Shrewsbury have opened the scoring with the ball in from the right-hand side. It was a dangerous ball into the edge of the six-yard box. Willis tried to cut it out and turned it past Trieck, and it's Shrewsbury 1, Wickham 0. What can they do here? Jordan Abita drills it in. Calls it out, and it's put, put behind for a corner. And two minutes he's added on to the end of this first half, and that's a really good save by Morosi from Jordan Abita with a very clever free kick. Scoan finds McCleary who runs uh, towards the edge of the centre circle. Little step over from McCleary. Oh, that's a lovely ball to Wheeler. Wheeler cuts it back. And it falls to Hamlin. There was the chance and he's mishit it and put it over the bar. And now Scoan has to be alert as Pipes got through and scores. And it's 2-0 to Shrewsbury. The substitute out-muscled Scoan under pressure got past Striek and then finishes right-footed to give Shrewsbury a 2-0 lead with just under five minutes to go and it's a mountain to climb now for Wickham Wanderers. Sets himself on his left foot, crosses towards the back post, Firmino's up there and it drops down to McCarthy, shot charge down. Matt, tough afternoon and tough result for your first game in charge. Yeah, most certainly. Um, obviously very disappointed with the result. Um, wasn't a huge amount in the game, to be honest. Um, little moments that decided it. Um, you know, they didn't create too much. They had one shot on target, or maybe the second, if you count the deflect, you know, the save that he then puts in. So, you know, small moments that we've seen over the years decide football matches. But, um, yeah, we're obviously bitterly disappointed, but at the same time, we'll pick the bones out and make sure we move, move on. Credit to Shrewsbury as well, uh, defensively resolute. Oh, yeah, very very much so. You know they've recruited really well here. Um, some really strong players, really solid defensively. We uh, we knew that was going to be a tough afternoon for us, um, and as it as it turned out, they defended their goal really really well. Uh, big shout by the Wickham players for a penalty from a Lewis wing free kick in the second half. What was your view on that one? Yeah, uh, it most certainly was a penalty. Um, you can see his arm is, is out to the side um, to block the shots. That was obviously very disappointing at, at one nil down. We had the momentum and we were we were the ones in the ascendancy. So, as I've said, it's, it is small moments that decide football matches. And unfortunately, um, rightly or wrongly, those moments didn't go in our favour today. And talk us through the first goal. It was a clearance from the keeper and the, and the striker got away on that right-hand side. But there was still a lot to do from there. But it was a decent crossing. Yeah, of course it was. A, I, th I thought he was good all afternoon. Um, Sadie, if I'm honest, I thought he gave posed a real threat um, with his pace and physicality and close close control dribbling. I thought he was he was good. Um, obviously, we feel like both opportunities this afternoon should have been nullified in our in our favour. But he did well on the right hand side. But it's something that we're really disappointed with because, in my opinion, both goals could have been um, could have been stopped. Uh, Chem Campbell looked bright coming on in the second half. No, he really did. Yeah, I thought he was great when he came on. You know, really. Had the bit between his teeth and wanted to dribble and go and attack. I thought that he um, got real good um, dribbling qualities. He looked like he wanted to go at goal. He looked like he's got a real, real talent. Um, we've seen that in training this week, and I was pleased that he showed it this afternoon. There wasn't a lot that Jordan Willis could do with the goal. Someone needed to, to attack the cross in there, but it's not been a happy hunting ground for him. This is where he got injured a couple of years ago. But nearly getting to that 90 minutes mark, is that match fitness nearly back now? Yeah, I think after spending so long out, you have to be really careful. Um, he was cramping up and. 
Um, we felt it was the right thing to, to take him off. Um, you know, we've, he's been working his way back to full fitness. I've been fielding him on his journey that he's been going on. And I think he's a really, really good player. So he's getting closer um, by the day and, and we're really pleased to have him. And of course, it's been a, a huge week. Uh, lots going on, uh, possibly in the players' heads as well. Huge amounts of change and uncertainty, albeit for a short amount of time. Has that played a part today? Who knows? Um, I think uh, it's an easy temptation to read it too much into things when you come off the back of a defeat. Um, and I like to try and uh, keep a level head about these things. Um, obviously, it's been a, um, a busy week for all concerned, and um, we try to mitigate those circumstances as much as we possibly could. Um, but equally, you know, coming off the back of a defeat, you're always going to try and pick the bones out of it and, uh, and make sure you move forward. So we'll do that. Um, the lads have been great since we've come in the building. Um, they've been on a really, really good run. I suppose that had to come to an end at some point and we need to make sure that we have eyes firmly focused on what we need to do to, to start another run for ourselves. Uh, a tremendous turnout by the travelling fans as well and a great uh, reception for you for leading the team out for the first time. Oh yeah, it most certainly was. Um, I, I'd like to say a real heartfelt thanks to the, the supporters of our football club who have given me the, the most warmest of welcomes um, both today and, and also during the week. Um, but I'd also like to assure them that this is not built on sentiment. I'm here to do a job, I'm here to do a good job and I won't rest until we, uh, until we do that. Um, we've got a really exciting couple of months coming up and we need to make sure that we um, you know, take our medicine tomorrow. I've just said to the players, take your medicine. We're coming Monday morning, ready to work. Home game next Saturday and a, and a full week of uninterrupted training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one to look forward to. Um, you know, I love being on the training ground with the players. Um, you know, that's where we do our best work, I believe, that connection with them and making sure we get our ideas across. The, you know, the lads have been on a great run. Um, you know, we want to need to make sure that whilst we want some continuity, we also may need to make sure that um, we're implementing what we want to do and, and how we want to do it. Will's uh, a tough day at the office today, a 2-0 defeat in what was a very tight and edgy game at times. Yeah, I didn't think there was there was much in the game really. I think I think um, Shrewsbury deserved the win, but I think it was it was very very even for large parts of the game, especially the first half. I thought we had some some really good play and a lot of good territory um, in the first half. We just didn't quite have that cutting edge. Jordan was unlucky not to score direct from a corner. It was a great great save. Um, and then, yeah, we, we just didn't create quite enough chances, but I think we didn't really concede too many chances either. And just it was just the classic case of they, they took the ones they had. Defensively, they were resolute as well and, and two formations that matched each other up as well. So almost cancelling each other out at times? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we could play fairly similar styles. Um, I think they're very. They seem very, very solid. Um, very, very solid at the back, and and aerially they're quite dominant. Even though I think we we went toe to toe with them on that on large parts of the game. Um, so so yeah, <clears throat> like you said, I think it was a case of cancelling each other out, and I think we restricted them to very few actual chances. And 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 obviously, like one of the goals was was an unfortunate own goal. So yeah. Yeah, the first goal in a game like this was always going to be huge. Uh, in the build-up, was it a preventable goal from a Wickham point of view? Um, yeah, I think all goals are preventable. I think there would have been two or three things that we could have done differently to have prevented it. So no point in isolating any individual. Um, but absolutely, we could have prevented it and we could have prevented the second goal. Um, and we'll look at that and try and fix that. But I think one of the large reasons why we've been so successful in the last five games is because we've limited teams to very, very few chances. And that was even probably the case today as well it's just we got punished a big shout for a penalty second half and the free kick for Lewis Wing uh, from the press box it certainly looked like a handball you were a bit closer than us what did you reckon um, I'm going to do uh, the classic thing of say I didn't actually see it because I didn't actually see it I was uh, I was gone in to get a protein shake so I missed it um, <laughs> but yeah I mean 
some some of the lads said that they thought it was a penalty, but you know, obviously, you know, Wigan might be a little bit biased, but um, but yeah, I've, I haven't seen it, so I couldn't say. And it's been uh, an incredibly busy week uh, for everyone to do with the club. Uh, lots going on. Uh, has that had any impact on the players today? I mean, in, in terms of a mental thing as well, because a huge change uh, in and out. Uh, has that had any impact this week at all on the players? I don't think so. I think I don't think we played drastically differently or worse than than what we have been, to be honest. Um, perhaps you know there were moments where we could have delivered the ball and we didn't, um, and yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, Caught between styles at times, um, but yeah, no, I, I thought I thought we we played very similarly to what we have been. Um, we just maybe lacked a little bit of cutting edge, and, and they took their chances. You must be looking forward to a, a regular week now up at the training ground uh, with the new gaffer, uh, getting stuck in for Saturday's game against Exeter. Yeah, yeah, obviously having a full week to, to properly prepare is, is always beneficial. Is always something that that I I prefer to do. Um, and you know, playing against my old club is, is always nice, but um, you know, want to get the win this time. And the table still working in a very good position, 14 to go now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still a, lot, a really long way to go. Um, and yeah, we just got to be sort of pedal to the metal right to the last game and, and hope we, we do enough. The thoughts of Matt Bloomfield and David Wheeler there after the 2-0 defeat against Shrewsbury Town. The new meadow was rocking at times and here's what the home fans had to say after the game in the opposition view. Carl B. For me, that were the most impressive result of our season so far, considering the run Wickham Wanderers have been on. Mark Petty. A well-deserved win. We matched our opponent's physicality, defended diligently throughout and always offered a counter-attacking threat. A word too for Killian Phillips, who really is an outstanding prospect. Floriat Salopia. A fully deserved win against a mediocre Wickham team today. It never really felt like we would concede this afternoon. A very comfortable win it was. Huge game against Derby County at Pride Park next weekend. Win that and we could suddenly make one or two teams in the top six sit up and take notice of us. Stone market shrew. Who knows where we'll end up, but we pretty much out-wickhamed Wickham today, which is no mean feat against a team that's won five on the spin. Ollie. To be honest, that was as comfortable a win as you could hope for against a side who have a good chance of finishing in the top six come the end of the season. Martin Shrew. Great performance, great win. We're not Barcelona, but we're effing effective at what we do. And we win our small battles all over the pitch. Zen Football 2. I thought it was a fairly even game with a typically hard-working team performance from us. I was expecting more from Wickham, so Town deserve a lot of credit for managing to contain them and edging the game. Happily, two goals made all the difference. Pewey was free. Following an even first half, we were a joy to watch after the break. Great link-up play, measured through balls, and players giving their all. If anyone dares accuse this team of being on the beach, then they need to think again. We played a team in seven who were on a five-game winning streak, and we dominated the majority of the match. Great stuff, Salop. <clears throat> we got away with a handball, though. Damon Morris. 
I'm not having Wickham moan about a ref against us for at least a few more years. It all evens out in the end, and they've had some massive decisions against us. Jacobson basically caught it before their winner here last year. Never mind that Ainsworth goal. Shrews Wolf. That were a game between two teams who have managed to find success, Wickham for a few years now, at this level with a pretty unflattering style of play. We were much better at it today than them in an overall low-quality game that mm, did not look like two of the form teams in the division coming together. Meta shrew. We come. We saw. <laughs> we conquered. Ah, very good, sir. Right, last week was a momentous seven days for Wickham Wanderers. Gareth Ainsworth departing after ten and a half years in charge and Matt Bloomfield returning to take the reins. Chairboys chairman Rob Cooey gave Wanderers TV full access for all the comings and goings and you can check those out on www.fc.com. Here's the audio, though, from the second part where Rob explains that timeline about the managerial change and the 18-month plan they had to replace Gareth when the call came. This also includes an excerpt of Rob addressing the boys after Gareth and Dobbo have left and Joe Jacobson addressing the boys during his 44-minute reign as manager. Rob, they say a week is a long time in politics. It's a very long time in football these days. Uh, Last time I spoke to you was right here on this very sofa uh, due to the modern wonders of modern technology on the other side of the world, we could want to just have a new manager. Um, so we left you and you told me with a glint in your eye that you had a plan. And uh, we now know what that plan involved uh, or where it leads us. But what was the next stage of that plan? Because Gareth was leaving with Dobbo. You had your plan. What happened next? Well, a, a couple of things, and I'm trying to put it in perspective. When I got the call from the QPR guys, I probably did something unique in that I tried to help them understand what I thought their problem would be in bringing Gaz along unless they made some root changes to their organization. Uh, you know, that's not unusual for me to kind of tell people what to do. But we we got through. We had a great relationship by the end of it. When I knew that they had Gaz signed or, or technically were going to sign him. I felt that liberty to begin to execute the plan that Pete and I had been working on for literally a year and a half. Uh, go back to when Maddie couldn't play anymore. And we sat down with him and said, what is it you want to be in your life with the next phase? He told us that he was pursuing his badges. He wanted to be a manager one day. And so, as you remember, he was a player coach and then a coach. Did a fabulous job. One of those things people don't know about him is that when he came on board, in addition to Josh, Matt was really involved in the analytics. And, you know, Pete and I are huge analytics buffs. And so that makes a difference to us that he understood it. So he was there. And then last fall, when the opportunity at Colchester presented itself, uh, it, it was sort of funny. I had always told him he had to leave the house kind of like your kid, has to go away before he can come home. Uh, and I, I, at one point, Gareth had kind of sat down with him and said, it's not that Rob hates you and wants you to leave. He wants you to come back. And so we had that discussion with him. He pursued the Colchester job, and and he was able to get it. And, and I would like to think I had some small part in it by recommending him to it which led to the second part of this sort of saga of 
okay, it's now Saturday night, early Sunday morning. What do we do? Uh, and I felt a little bad about calling the Colchester owner, uh, who's a great guy, incidentally, Robbie Colling, and saying, hey, you know that guy I recommended to you? I want him back. Um, I'll give Missy credit and Pete and my brother Kevin. They pointed out to me it's a ruthless sport. It's being done to you. Go get him. And my wife pointed out she's Sicilian by nature. This is what one does. It's just business. <laughs> and so <laughs> I um, I call Robbie. He could not have been a better person about it. And what my statement to him was, I don't know if Matt wants to come, but I promised him when he went away that he would be among the very first people considered for this opportunity if it arose. He uh, he understood. I called Matt and I want to say on Monday, yeah, he and I met, talked, had so, or maybe it was all by phone by then, had a basic understanding of what was going on and what he would want and the like. Uh, I felt pretty comfortable it was probably going to be him. In fairness, I talked to two other managers with experience bringing clubs up from League One to the championship. Both of them could not have been more outstanding, true professionals, very honest in their expressions of A, interest, and B, opportunity, recognizing the upsides and the downsides of coming to our program. Uh, I think our fans can feel good. It's not necessarily universal, but throughout football, it's recognized that this is a well-run organization. And the Gaz has been a big part of it, but the, the organization is bigger than him. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than Pete. We have put in place a foundation for the future. So they were interested, but, but Pete and I kept going back to continuity, uh, knowledge of the players, knowledge of the system. And, you know, the the idea that we play a particular system is so much BS that I can't even get into it anymore. But <laughs> I will on another on another rant. How about that? Maybe I'll become one of these guys who rants on the Internet. But uh, <laughs> so so rolling into yesterday morning, I felt like I knew where I was going to go. But we thought we needed to give Gareth and Dabo their exit opportunity. Um, but before they did. Uh, I did something they tell me is not usually done in English football. I brought three of our senior guys in and talked to them about their, and I didn't tell them where we were with Matt. I just asked them their expressions of interest and who might uh, be interested. I told them a couple of the names, uh, and it was universal that they wanted Matt back, uh, which made my life easier. I called him by coincidence. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly the timing on this. We had left the hotel with the agreement we would probably get together later Tuesday to see if we could hash something out by Wednesday. I called him uh, and said, where are you? And he said, well, I just left the hotel 10 minutes ago. I said, well, why don't you turn around? I'll meet you in about 20 minutes after we did the deal with, with Gareth and them. So uh, I, I appointed uh, uh, JJ to be our interim manager to at least take the practice. And I told him, look, man, if this goes well, you can be, beat Darius Charles's record for length of time, shortest <laughs> length of time as an EFL manager. Uh, and so we laughed, but, but 
in fairness, I felt very comfortable with JJ, Sam, Gareth, sort of taking control as senior leadership. Uh, I I knew other guys uh, would step up in that role. We went, we held the thing with with Gareth and Dabo, and incidentally, you and Maddie did. Uh, my Matt Cecil did a great job with that. I think it provided the fans an insight into something they rarely would have an opportunity to see. Uh, we all know that we operate not secretly, but we don't disclose a lot to the public about what goes on inside the tent on purpose. But because this was not strategic in nature, and because it meant so much to not just the players and the fans, we made that command decision, let's get it, let's see what the reaction is. Uh, And the reaction was superb. You will remember today for the rest of your lives, they didn't cry, why would I? I barely know the guys. But your future has always been in your hands. They have been terrific guides, leaders, and the like. But ultimately, what makes sports so beautiful is the camaraderie of teamship, but the individuality of knowing that your job is yours alone. Um, Here's what we're gonna do, JJ, has agreed to work as our interim manager. That means he's gonna take you through practice today. Uh, Sam will help with that. Um, His job will either last for four hours, four days, or through the end of the summer, uh, end of uh, the season. Uh, We will know the likelihood of the duration of his job within the next 24 hours. I have made a commitment. I talked with Gareth and uh, Sam and JJ about this. Uh, when Once I knew this morning at 7 o'clock that, that the deal was done, I got it actually strange thing. I got a call from the QPR guy because he couldn't find Gareth last night because Gareth had gone to sleep, so he called me because we're so close and I've helped to negotiate the deal for the guy. So to let us know. I wanted them to know what we were up to. Uh, They are well aware of who I'm talking to, why I'm talking to them, and what we expect to do. But we're going to get through today. We're going to get ready. Don't let anything disturb your opportunity for this Saturday. It'll be the last pep talk they ever give you. We'll try and get you introduced to the new manager if we bring him on board in the next 24 hours or as soon thereafter as we actually do the deal. So, JJ, you got anything, or Gareth, or Sam, anything to say? I think, um, just from us lot speaking before, that nothing changes for us lot boys. We've got to take care of what we can take care of. Um, obviously, losing the Gaffer Dobbo and Josh is, is, is horrible, but, you know, life goes on, football goes on. We've got a match this Saturday for the rest of the season, so we've got to carry on doing what we've, we've been doing. Um, you know, we've all got to trust in each other to, to carry on the, the common goal, which is promotion. And yeah, we've just got to make sure there's no one better to kind of rally around each other than us not. And, and I'm sure together we'll we'll go on the weekend and we'll smash it. And, you know, if that's with a, a new manager or not, you know, we back ourselves to go and do that. So, yeah, we're all, we're all going to be all right. And, and for what it's worth, 
from my side of the equation, from Pete, from Missy, we 100% back you guys. We have total faith in your ability to achieve. 100%. I've never felt as strongly about your ability to achieve as I do today. And it's because of your talent and your enthusiasm and your spirit. So go get them. Thanks. So much. Go. Uh, so once we got that, I left Gareth and Dabo to say their goodbyes. And Josh, Neil, Neil Peters took me back to the hotel where I sat down with, with Blooms. We had a uh, meeting of the minds. We scribbled it on the back of a napkin, basically. I called, um, I called uh, Tom Holder, told him we had the deal, uh, and I was coming back. At that point, I should have told you and Matt, but we didn't because I thought the team would be on the field and I was going to do my walkabout with him. But instead, we walked into the gym. And the reason I wish I had told you is that if people had seen the reaction of our players, knowing as soon as he walked in with me, it was a confirmation of everything that Pete and I had been talking about, which is they wanted him, they would play for him, and he understood it. So uh, that brought us to yesterday, and then um, I, I think either this afternoon or last night when I was on the plane, they finished the actual details with him. He'll be bringing in his assistant manager, Richard Thomas, who uh, has a great reputation, incidentally. Our old friend Lee Harrison will be making an appearance. Well, Rob, it's been a, a whirlwind of a week, but by the sounds of it, it's been 18 months in the planning, an 18-month plan that you never knew how long was going to be in your back pocket for. Correct. And, and look, you know, I, I've told you this before. I've told others. That's probably the biggest part of my job. I am so fortunate that Pete was available. You know, and let me just take this. For people, there's a little, there's some idiot out there who says we have a waning interest in this football club. I'd like him to talk to my Sicilian wife about how much money we've put in in this waning interest, how many trips we've made over in the past three months, that Pete is constantly on the phone, both with Gaz and with, with me, about this and all of the plans that we have for the future. Uh, but that's OK. I got that off my chest. Um, the players believe in what we're doing. We believe in the players. I believe every bit as strongly today as I did when you and I talked and everybody said I was an idiot that we're going to be in the playoffs. I still believe there's a legitimate chance we walk. And uh, I know everybody's, ah, hey, you can't do it. Well, they don't understand what we when do. You, when you say we walk, you mean automatic promotion? Absolutely. Okay. Why wouldn't we? I mean, <laughs> are we mathematically out of it? I'm just checking the terminologies. We, I often have this this problem with you, Rob, because sometimes you talk to me about car lots and and pants. Uh, the laundry <laughs> conversation yesterday was an awkward pants situation where I had well, to explain the difference. Well, walking walking here means quitting and leaving. So that's I have to clarify. No, no. that's not what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This this is taking that free base on balls and off we go. So yeah, uh, I think. That, look. I don't kid myself. It's hard work. It was going to be hard work last August. We decided to make it a little bit more competitive by digging ourselves a hole the first six or eight weeks of the season. Uh, so, but if you look at our record since then, uh, it, it's up there with everybody who is in contention for those automatic promotions. If you look at the, the depth of the squad, and I got to give Pete real credit on this. Um, 
pushing for the depth, pushing for the the developmental squad. It's hard to get into our first 11. It's hard to get into our game day squad. When you walked around yesterday in that in that gym and you saw the quality of players out there, I feel tr- I, I am pumped up. I do have that fire in my belly because I'm just a little bit annoyed that people would think, you know, all of a sudden, having poured all this money into it, poured all this time and effort into it, oh, we're just casually walking. We're not casual walkaway people. We are people who are going to make it succeed or we're going to die trying. And just to go back to Blooms again here, uh, yep. the new gaffer, you've mentioned the young players. Uh, he was so involved as a coach with the development squad here. And that's such an important part of the business model now at Wickham Wanderers. Was that another key reason why Blooms really fitted the bill here? Absolutely. And then you look at his relationship with, with Sam Grace. The two of them know these kids. They know what's coming on. He has great faith in Sam's ability to find those those truly jewels that are undiscovered out there. And remember the system that Pete and I set up, and again, I give Pete the credit for this and my support of it, is not an academy. It's sort of the modified Brentford model, as we call it. We're going to go find these kids. We're going to give them a full year to see if they can succeed. And if they can, then they're going to be part of us and they're going to grow with us. Did you notice how many people we actually have out on loan? Us lending to others. That's a huge, uh, huge statement for us. And then you walked around or if you like me, you go into the to the lunchroom, you see all these guys there. There's a lot of talent. Here's the thing I like about them, though. They all have that common denominator. They're good people. Well, Rob, uh, it's good to see you safe uh, back home as well with Wickham Wanderers with their new gaffer in place in time for Saturday for the trip to Shrewsbury. Uh, when will you be coming back next? When will we see you next? Great question. Sometime in the next three to four weeks. I want to give Matt some time to kind of get his feet under it. Obviously, I talked to, you know, again, this is something, you know, I talked to Gaz when he was here. Whenever I came over, we had coffee at seven o'clock in the morning over in Marlowe, away from everybody so we could talk without distraction. Matt and I will have to find our way to how we communicate and we will. Uh, My physical appearance isn't as necessary on the football side as it is as we straighten out some of the non-football side by straightening out we're enhancing our staff and the like so uh hopefully in the next three or four weeks but if you make me get on that plane today not doing it brother done well just make sure you bring enough pants with you mate i don't need to go back to that laundry again (laughs) i couldn't afford it if i wanted to all right thank you and again thanks to you thanks to to matt cecil thanks to the entire staff uh Everybody from the football staff in particular, they were all terrific. To the non-football staff, it proved once again what makes Wickham such a special place. It's a family. Everybody's delighted that that uh, the gaffer or the former gaffer and uh, Gaz and Dabo and Josh have this real opportunity. I've, I've made this point with the players. I never stand in the way of opportunity. They have the opportunity. They can go pursue it. And um, we're going to help everybody else get to their best level of success. Right, that's it up for this week. Many thanks to Chairboys Chairman Rob Kuhig for allowing us the access to Chronicle, a quite momentous week in Chairboys history. Get behind Blooms at Adams Park next Saturday against Exeter City for his first home game in charge. And let's hope this next podcast has news of a good three points. 
In the meantime, come on you blues. <laughs> <laughs>